0: Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Man, <laughs> so good to be back. Uh, hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving break. And uh, good. Maybe still digesting? Maybe I am. Anyway, it was full for me in every sense of that word. Um, but it is uh, a joy to be back. And we have uh, just two weeks left here. So we have ten chapels left. And then we got then uh, finals week. And then you guys are back out again for Christmas break. And so... Praise the Lord for that, right? Um, but this is one of, one of my favorite seasons. Um, I absolutely love Christmas season. If it was me, we'd start Advent in September. But, you know, uh, this week, though, as we're kind of officially in the, in the church calendar realm of the Advent season, we're, we're really weaving together uh, three different themes this week. And so our overarching theme of chapel this year has been Abundant Life. That Jesus said I, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy from John 10.10. 10. But I came, that they may have life and have it to the full. That I came, that coming, that is Advent. And, but you look at how Jesus came. And uh, we're actually going to be exploring um, uh, Advent from a little bit different of a lens, from a different vantage point of, of that through adoption. And then in a sense that Advent is a beautiful love story that involves all, all three triads of of, of an adoptive, an adoption narrative and between that of, of, of the birth parents, adoptive parents and the child. And we see God as really the biological father, even though supernaturally and spiritually that of Jesus, um, yet is conceived by the Holy Spirit in and through Mary and then having Joseph as a, an adoptive earthly father. And so adoption is really the means by which God brought the gospel into the world in the flesh and And so uh, this this beautiful reality we're going to be exploring really through conversations this week and today we in chapel and, and back in Wednesday, we have the honor of having um, our, our partnership with new life family services and and being able to hear from um, some adoptive parents um, uh, having talking about embryo adoption briefly uh, as well on Uh, Wednesday and then uh, tomorrow we'll be uh, hosting a conversation with uh, two students in in uh, one of our student life staff. Um, uh, talking about adoption. And so uh, I want us to, to lean in and really engage in this conversation as we uh, uh, hear about Advent from a little bit different of a vantage point, um, but for the purpose of us to continue to grow and to be, allow Jesus to shepherd us towards greater and deeper abundant living. And so um, I want to invite uh, Tammy Coker, who is the uh, executive director of New Life Family Services, along with um, one of four... Uh, Special friends and adoptive parent, Kelsey, who are going to be sharing with us this morning and uh, hearing a bit of the story, uh, a first story, as well as hearing about uh, New Life Family Services and um, and the adoption services that they offer and how they're doing God's kingdom work. So let me me pray for them, and then um, I'll hand the microphone off to Tammy, and she'll take it from here. So, Father in Heaven, thank you so much that we are called your sons and daughters. Lord, we know that in a, in a spiritual sense, we are, we are only in Christ because we have been adopted. That you said that in love, you predestined us for adoption, sons and daughters, according to the purpose of your will, to the praise of your glorious grace with which you have blessed us in the beloved. So thank you that we are yours, that you are ours, that we belong to you and to one another. And I pray that as Tammy and as Kelsey share today that our hearts and minds would lean in and that we would see and savor and treasure Jesus all the more. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. So please give Tammy Kelsey a round of applause.
1: Well, good morning. Uh, As Justin said, I'm Tammy Coker. I'm the executive director for New Life. How many of you were in chapel when the live ultrasound happened about a month ago? We did the ultrasound part. So that that was us, which was really fun. Um, Today we're going to be talking about adoption, but I wanted to just take a couple of minutes on the front end to share a little bit more about New Life as a whole, um, because many of you may not know anything about us. So New Life Family Services, we have three primary program areas. One is we are a licensed adoption agency for both birth families and adoptive families. And you're going to hear a little bit more about that in a minute with Kelsey, who's a birth mother. Uh, Secondly are our first care pregnancy centers. So we have four pregnancy centers, three in the Twin Cities, one in Rochester, and those are our storefronts where we provide full services for those facing an unplanned pregnancy. So we do free pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, we have social workers on staff who work with Uh, women throughout their pregnancy, we have a parenting program, we do free STD testing and treatment. And I think it's really important as college students that you all know about the resources that are available because I promise you that probably all of you are going to know somebody in your lifetime. Um, who are going to experience an unplanned pregnancy. And it's really important to know where you can bring them and what resources are available so that you can come alongside and walk beside them. So it's really important for you to know that piece. And then our third program is called Conquers. It is our post-abortion program. One in four women will have an abortion in our country by age 45. So that's one in four. And a lot of women and men struggle after an abortion. Um, You know, they're promised everything will go back the way it was before and that's not the reality for a lot of people. And so this program that we have is a confidential program and it focuses on providing hope and healing and restoration to those who've been hurt by abortion. So I encourage you to learn more about us. We will have a table in the Billy for the next couple of hours as well. So I would invite you to come and just talk with us and get to know us a little bit. But today we wanted to focus on adoption. And so with me is Kelsey, who is a birth mother, and she used New Life um, for her adoption journey. So Kelsey, why don't you start by just sharing a little bit about what your life was like when you found out you were pregnant.
2: And you have your- is this on? Oh, hi. Yeah. Sorry. I don't do technology very well. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me today. It's very uplifting to go to chapel in the middle of the day and get to sing and worship with you guys, I was telling Jennifer, who's also here from New Life, I wish I could be in college again. I love the energy. It's great. So thank you guys for having me. So as Tammy said, I am a birth mother. My daughter is now 10 years old, but when I first started with New Life, I was a frightened college student. I was I think I was 21 when I found out I was pregnant. I was a junior at college, and becoming pregnant in college, I think, is the last thing any of us think is going to happen to us in college, but it happened to me, which was, of course, my fault. But it was very frightening and scary, and when I found out I was pregnant, I was not in a very good place in life. I was just partying a lot and living a lifestyle that was not very healthy for me. And I was raised in a very wonderful Christian home, but when I got to college, I just forgot about all those values and thought partying and having fun was the way to go. So I remember probably a week or two weeks before I found out I was pregnant, I remember laying in bed and finally praying after not praying for a long time and just saying, God, I really need your help. I have gotten myself in a hole that I cannot get out of, and I have tried and failed, and I'm stuck, and I'm scared. And a week later, I found, a week or so later, I found that I was pregnant. And I remember thinking, God, is this how you answered my prayer? Because this is not what I wanted. And I was mad at first. But ultimately, becoming pregnant and having my daughter is what ended up saving my life it put someone before myself and my own desires, and when I found out I was pregnant, I just started taking care of myself, and that's really what pulled me back to Christ, was becoming pregnant with my daughter. The The first few months, I was adamant that I was going to parent my child. Adoption is something that I had never once thought of, but I met with my parents' pastor at their church and he had referred me to new life and adoption is something that my parents' pastor had brought up, that new life had brought up and I was very adamant that I was going to parent my child but the more I heard about adoption and learned about it and learned that there was something called open adoption where I could still get to see my child, um, I knew that is what God was calling me to do. And so when I decided to place my daughter for adoption, I started looking at profiles of parents, and they're really just scrapbooks. The parents write a letter to the birth mother, and then they include just pictures and information about their family, who they are, what they like to do for fun, and, The things that stuck out to me about Ava's family, which are very odd, um, (laughs) they had a dog, they had a cabin, and they had a child with a disability, which were all strangely important to me because I grew up with a dog and I grew up at a cabin. And all through college and even now for a career, I've been working with people that have disabilities. So that's kind of what stuck out to me about their family. So as soon as I met them, I knew that they were Ava's parents. Um, they were sweet and kind and understanding, and I love them. I think when I met them, I was about eight months pregnant, so they had about a month to prepare for a newborn baby. Um, but they, they waited for Ava for four years. And another neat thing about Ava's family, the moment I found that I was pregnant, I was certain she was going to be a girl. I never once doubted that I was not going to have a girl, and the moment I found that I was pregnant, I named her Ava and my social worker at New Life, I told her that. I said, whatever family I choose, they need to know that I'm not changing her name because her name is Ava and she's always been Ava and I've been calling her Ava this whole time and I'm not going to change her name. And so, come to find out, the parents I chose for Ava, Eric and Jennifer, Ava was the name that they had picked out years before if they were chosen again to adopt and she was a girl and That has always just been really special to me because, I mean, we are all children of God and God knew Ava was going to be at the beginning of time. And I firmly believe that he always called her Ava and that was on my heart that she was Ava. And I knew that because she was a child of God and that was her name. So that kind of sealed the deal with Ava's parents. And we have had an open adoption ever since Ava was born. I think Eric and Jennifer came to the hospital. It was the day after Ava was born, and I enjoyed having them there. I've always felt that peace with her parents 10 years later. They're like family to me. I don't really separate my family and Ava's family. We're all just one family. But just looking back in my experience 10 years now, I think the time in the hospital with her was probably the hardest time I went through with her but also the most peaceful time that I went through. I just never ceased to marvel at that time in my life and all the grief and pain I was feeling but at the same time feeling such immense peace. I remember sitting on my hospital bed just crying my eyes out after I had watched Eric and Jennifer leave with Ava and I just felt like if I opened my eyes I would God sitting next to me and I didn't want to open my eyes because I was like I can't look at God but I just felt like he was that close to me and I I have been a follower of Christ now for 10 years but I've never felt that close to God in my life like he truly was just right next to me carrying me through and just that sense of peace that he's there with us even in very difficult times of grief and 10 years later, I'm still close with Ava. I'm close with her family. We've always had a very open adoption. I think we agreed on seeing each other one time a month, but I can say there have been some months where I've definitely seen their family probably two or three times, just because there's a holiday or an overlapping birthday or something. So it's it's just beautiful how our families have been brought together by this experience. and how God used Ava to save me because if I hadn't have gotten pregnant and had Ava I really don't know where I would be right now and I just think it's a beautiful story about how God chases after all of his children and he will not leave his sheep lost forever he will come after all of us and he definitely came after me and was not going to let me go.
1: Can you share a little bit more um, about kind of in the midst of deciding on adoption and working with a social worker at New Life, how does openness come to be? Like, what does that look like for somebody, you know, who's pregnant and they're making an adoption plan? Share
2: a little bit about what
1: that looks like.
2: So when I was looking at families, I had said I wanted to place Ava with a family that wanted an open adoption. And so... The profiles that were given were families that also wanted an open adoption. I think we agreed on seeing each other one time a month when Ava was little like the first year and then less frequent after that. But I mean really we've just kind of grown and kind of meshed together into one family. So all that kind of went out the window in a good way. We just kind of see each other and hang out whenever we have time. We get together a lot around birthdays, holidays. So I would say on the openness spectrum, we have a very open adoption, but I have met birth mothers throughout the course of speaking that have not so open adoptions and they just see their kids one time a year, which which is okay. I, I dealt with the grief by seeing Ava as often as I possibly could. And I think that's still highly how I deal with it, but I've, I met birth mothers their way of coping is seeing their children less often which it's yeah grief grief is very individual and we just cope with it the way we can so we just have a very open adoption on the spectrum.
1: Now I know Eric and Jennifer have two other children that they adopted through new life that are older than Ava. How has that what does that look like on holidays and things like that?
2: Yes, so Eric and Jennifer said that they wanted very open adoption with all of their children. So I actually know the birth mothers for Ellie, who is Eric and Jennifer's middle child, and then Alex, who is their oldest child. So I have met and I know all of those birth moms. I think probably once a year, for whatever reason, me and all the birth moms end up getting together, which is just one of my favorite times of the year and I love being with them and we just have this special bond that we share but they have, they have open adoptions with all their children. So you can imagine how busy the holidays get trying to see all that family around the holidays.
1: <laughs> What's the one thing you would say that has surprised you the most about adoption in your experience?
2: I think I am just still, I still marvel the idea of open adoption still it still fascinates me I know that when I was pregnant and I was adamant about parenting I just felt peace in my heart that God was saying I will give you a way to see your child you just have to trust me and of course me I was like no I'm keeping her she's mine and God was like "Uh uh-uh trust me I will give you a way to see your child and he did and not only do I get to see my child, but my family has multiplied. Ava's dad, Eric, has a sister who's my age, and me and her and my sister have all become very close friends, so it's just beautiful how this idea of open adoption, which I was so against when I was pregnant, has just grown into this um, beautiful experience. And I mean, I I still marvel at it. I don't think I'll ever stop marveling at open adoption or just the way God used it to change my life.
1: And what about now? What are you doing now in your life? Like, share a little bit about what life looks like and how old your daughter is and all of that.
2: So part of the reason that I chose adoption for Ava is because I never wanted my circumstances to hold Ava back and I would have sacrificed all of my dreams for Ava, and I still would because she's my child and I love her, but I think if I hadn't have placed her for adoption, my life would certainly look very different right now, and I'm very thankful that Ava has a wonderful, loving family, and I'm thankful that I have had the opportunity to, I finished college, I went to grad school, I have a job that I love, and I still get to see Ava and she is 10 years old now and she is very sweet and kind and funny and she plays the violin. Oh look, there's a picture of us. (laughs) And she'll be in middle school next year. She loves math. She does not like spelling. and she loves her birth mom. It was fascinated by me, she kind of always has been. She just thinks I'm the coolest lady ever. (laughs) I don't see it that way, but (laughs) it's very sweet to have a little person that looks just like you and thinks you're just the coolest. (laughs) So you're speaking
1: to a thousand college students right now, what would you share with all of them knowing that you you were in a similar situation as them when you found out you were pregnant? Like what would you want them to know?
2: So, I didn't go to a Christian college. I, a lot of the hard times in my life are because I chose to walk away from my faith and keep, and I chose to walk away and not keep my eyes on God. I was telling Tammy before we came up, I wish I could sit down and have coffee with everyone in here and give you a hug and just ask you what's going on in your life and how can I help you because I have such a heart for college students because that's when I was struggling the most and I didn't have chapel or really anyone to give me any sense of direction. So I mean I would just say keep your eyes on God. It's very hard. It's not always easy. It's not always fun and That's probably my number one prayer for Ava that I pray every day, that no matter what happens, she would always be kind and that she would always follow God no matter what sacrifices she's going to have to make. So that would be my prayer for all of you and everyone in here. Just keep your eyes on God. I know it's hard, but if I would have done that, I would have saved myself a lot of pain and grief throughout my life. But if I would have kept my eyes on God I probably wouldn't have gotten pregnant so I just I I mean God works all things for good so I don't I don't look back and have regrets but um just yeah follow God it's hard but (laughs) so looking back um
1: back to the time when you're in college and you found out you were pregnant like what went through your mind at that time I know you had prayed that prayer a week before and God answered that in an unusual way for you but you know, tell me what your relationship was like with your family. Were you able to tell them? Were they supportive? What did that look like?
2: My family was very supportive. I grew, and like I said, I think I said this. I grew up in a very wonderful Christian home. I just chose to be the rebel. I've always called, always had a wild heart and a wild spirit. So once I got into college, that kind of got the better of me for a while, but. My family was very supportive. At first it was very hard, I actually, I was living on my own in the town I went to college and then when I found out I was pregnant I randomly decided to move home. I didn't tell my parents why, I just said hey, I want to move home and they were like okay, you can move home. And so I actually lived with them for probably a month before I told them. I, I, I don't know that, I, that they ever wondered why is Kelsey only sick in the morning. But <laughs> they were they were mad at first, but I think once the fact that I was pregnant settled in, this baby's not going to go anywhere. Um, we just kind of all had to come together as a family and figure it out. My parents, they didn't push adoption, but just seeing where I was at in life back then and all that it takes to be a parent, I think being the wise parents they are, knew that me parenting probably wasn't going to be the best choice for me or Ava at the time. So they, they gently said, what about adoption? You can still see her and take care of yourself. So, it, I mean, it worked out well. My parents love Ava, she loves them. My parents still see Ava quite a bit too. So Ava has a lot of grandparents.
1: <laughs> Any last minute things you wanna share?
2: would say this experience with ava has helped me through more difficult times in my life it's given me a lot of faith in god that he will come through and he will probably come through in ways you don't expect at the times you're not expecting but he can be trusted and He sees the beginning of time and the end of time and he sees the beginning of your life and the end and there's nowhere you can walk or go that god has not already been and this experience has just taught me to trust god and look at him and he is sovereign and he will take care of you
1: can we just thank kelsey for her story thank you So New Life will be back on Wednesday, and you'll get to hear the other side of adoption, which is our adoptive family sharing their story. And so I have the privilege of praying you out of here and blessing you, so just join me in praying really quick. Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, thank you for Kelsey and just the hand that you've had on her life, God, and for Ava and the beautiful story of adoption that you have created, Lord. I pray for all of these students that you would bless their day, Lord, and just encourage them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.